powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everyone. My name is Kaya May, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. The Vancouver Canucks just lost 2-1 to the Minnesota Wild in Rogers Arena. Um, only two players on both teams scored goals, two from Kirill Kaprizov and one from Brock Besser, who jersey I'm wearing. Uh -huh. uh, that might also be an omen, considering the trade deadline is tomorrow. Anyway, before we get into a bit of our game recap and some um, talk with our guest tonight, I have a little uh, message from Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame live in play on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Or, in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. I pointed the right way this time. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right, so I tonight am very lucky to be joined by a fellow Luke Shen lover in Brian. Hello, how are you tonight? I'm going to- Having me? You were muted for that, I am so sorry. No worries. <laughs> thank you I, for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining. I am <laughs> so good at this whole technology thing. Right. All right, uh, before we get into like a little bit of a breakdown, what was your initial thoughts on just the game in general? Because it kind of was, it was <laughs> lackluster compared to, right. you know, other recent games like the Dallas one. For sure. But uh, for a 2-1 game, I think there were lots of interesting things that happened. Uh, you know, he was putting Reeves in the blender. <laughs> but the biggest thing for me is uh, how the defense played tonight. Uh Noah Juleson looked like an AHL guy. I mean, if you can't sugarcoat it, he didn't look very good tonight. But Breeze Bois, on the other hand, looked stellar, right? I mean, another day, another good game for Guillaume Breeze Bois. Uh, I've been beating that drum about two years now. So <laughs> really good to see him performing well. That's how I feel uh, whenever DiGiuseppe gets a call up. It's just like, yeah. it's just like, I love <laughs> that guy. Uh, Breeze Bois, yeah, considering he's been in the system for quite a while, um, it's yeah. kind of a reoccurring reoccurring i don't want to say joke because that sounds mean but it's a reoccurring mm -hmm. theme for the canucks definitely um yeah, and for sure. it's good to see him you know have a good game um it's cert our defense is certainly not ideal at the moment no um no. <laughs> considering injuries and we traded two of our defensemen uh recent quite recently one of them we will definitely get into the other one is just kind of gone um I mean, yeah. good luck in Buffalo, but uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks, Riley. Um, yeah, Quinn Hughes, I want to, I didn't have that up. I want to see how many minutes he played because he played, like, overall in the game. He played nine minutes and 20 seconds in the, um, for just in the first period. And really? I know Myers had some less, is this going to let me click on it? Yes. Okay. Uh, doo -doo -doo. I'm trying to find box score. Quinn Hughes. He had 26 minutes and 23 seconds of ice time. Myers had 23 minutes and 16. And then the... The five other defensemen? Are they missing one? No, it should be... 
We got six dress tonight. Yeah, we had six dress. It's not listing. This doesn't have Yulson on there. Oh, one. No. On the thing. Uh, I, I mean, that's what I get for checking ESPN. But, um, yeah. Quinn Hughes was the only defenseman that was on ice for both goals, which I find hilarious considering he's, like, the only defenseman that's probably NHL caliber to most teams. Yeah. Um, Tyler yeah. Myers is debatable at times. Kyle Burrows. Mm-hmm. That was that was a fight. <laughs> that was a oh, that yeah. was a, that was a good tilt. Um, around the button, right? Yeah, it was like right on the jaw. Like re- I don't typically react when I'm rewatching fights, but when that happened, yeah. I was just like, oh, that does not look good. But like, it was it, he won. It was a good fight. It was a good uh, fight. I think, think Doom's okay, so yeah, we can talk about it, you know, in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. He like they pulled him, but. That's just, yeah. you know, a good thing. They don't do that to Camel Car, mm-hmm. but they can do it here for Minnesota. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God, that situation's not great right now. Anyway, um, I want to talk about the shot differential for a little bit, right. considering it's Demko's second game back. There's always mm-hmm. been the issue of goaltenders not getting enough support in Vancouver as of recently, especially when Demko's a net. There were 36 shots for Minnesota and 22 for Vancouver in a 2-1 game. Yeah. And right. I understand the other goalies, Marc Andre Fleury, but mm-hmm. then again, it's thirty-eight-year-old Marc Andre Fleury. Right. So there's a bit of a difference. I just what were your what were your thoughts on like how the Canucks were doing in order to support their recently rejoined goaltender? Um, I mean, from the first three minutes, I think everyone could probably tell um how the game was going to go. It was the shots were five nothing at that point, I think. And uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello were just skating circles around the team. And because they can, right? They're two great players. And uh, I think they're really lucky Demko looked steady tonight, not like November Demko. But it it's sort of what you've come to expect from the Canucks. And especially with the defense I was playing tonight, can't expect a whole lot more. Uh, I was honestly expecting a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they um, there's always like these stats of like who's going to of like who deserves to win the game, and it was highly favoring Minnesota, which I mean they did win yeah. in the end. But I was expecting, I was expecting not like the shutout game that we had the last time they were in Rogers Arena. Yes, they got the season sweep, but um, mm-hmm. the last time was in my opinion much worse because it was three nothing. <laughs> It was demoralizing uh, last time. Yeah, right? it was just terrible. Like it, it was <laughs> it it was boring, but bad boring too. Because we were, yeah. it was awful. This game, like I can kind of accept it. The Canucks, I feel like when they traded Bo, they understood they're not going to be playing meaningful games at this time of year. Um, right. So going into this game, it was kind of a shift from. The going into this game, it was kind of like yeah, you kind of expect. Uh, whatever game out of the team. Um, yeah, like you said, Kaprizov kind of stole the show at the beginning. Scores yeah. 44 seconds in. He does a little move behind the net in order to squeak behind uh, Noah Yulson. Um, mm-hmm. uh, noted Montreal Canadiens first round draft pick, Noah Yulson. <laughs> Um, that always, that always messes with my mind, because I feel like he's always been in Vancouver, but he hasn't. Um, and then, 
there's a lot of a lot of penalties back and forth tonight, specifically the puck over glass rule. Now I yeah. I have my own opinion on this. Um what what are your thoughts? Do you think that that should be an actual penalty for counting for delay of uh, game? I don't really have a problem with it being a penalty. Um but I really do think it should be reviewable uh, mm -hmm. because I know the officials on the ice just have to gather around and make a decision without seeing a replay, right? And uh, I'm not sure if the Myers one was deflected or not, but um, as a whole, I think there's a law that can be smoothed out. And just, I don't like the way it's uh, called right now, is what I'll leave it at. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, I understand it, it can be intentional sometimes, but... yeah. Like you said, like the Myers one, I feel like that one is excusable because, you know, like you said, might have been deflected. But then there's the Patterson one where he just kind of shot it. And yeah, the Edler special. <laughs> the Edler special. He he shot, he proved that he has the hardest shot in the NHL at the All-Star yeah. break, at the All-Star game. And now he's uh, off doing that again. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Brock Besser before we get into more trade talk. But this is kind of a mm -hmm. preview to trade talk. Brock Besser, his name's been in trade headlines for God knows how long. Um, specifically in this year, after we signed him to a three-year extension, um, there's been a lot of trade talk as of late. Uh, Brock even said himself, I, th I believe yesterday, that uh, he was like, yeah, it's it seems like it's a bit more serious this time around. I feel like that could just be the re regime change, or considering yeah. they just traded their captain um, and all of that stuff. There were a couple times tonight where he seemed more of I don't want to say uh, vintage Besser. Vintage Bess is what people have been saying on social media. I just Yeah, I'll, uh, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts just in general from of recent Besser? Because I feel like he had a bit of a, a slump coming back from injury, of course. Um, mm -hmm. And then his injury happened again. Um, it was a nightmare year at the beginning. Um, but I think he's like looking good as of recently. Uh, specifically, mm -hmm. you know, he scores the only goal tonight for the Canucks, uh, with, uh, also Vitaly Kravtsov gets his first Canucks point, uh, with an assist on that goal. Garland also got an assist. That was a really good play, though, on the second power play unit, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts of Besser as of late? I, I have really liked Besser lately, and I say that as someone that was really critical of him near the start of the season, when he was just getting back from his injury in the preseason and you know it pretty recently it's a pretty recent development but he's been starting to look for the soft spots in the ice is what i've noticed um whereas before he would have been more involved along the boards uh getting the puck and feeding it back to the blue line now he's you know between the face-off dots which historically is where he's been most uh effective right we all know this and when i watch the games i do feel like there's a fundamental disconnect between Besser and the rest of his line mates. Um, it feels like, you know, guys like Miller or Garland would rather cycle it behind the net rather than pass it into the slot for Besser, right? And I don't know if that's a lack of trust or where that would come from, but I think Besser is well on the right track to um, finding his game again. And I think the goals will come eventually. Yeah. Like tonight. Yeah, like tonight. Um... 
I like how you said that, mentioning his line mates, because he is currently on line with Garland and Miller. I feel like mm-hmm. they all, they, Garland and Miller work together well, but Besser, I feel like, is an odd mix in there. But then you don't want to yeah. split up the Kuzmenko and Pedersen pairing. But Besser also works well on that line, but you just got Beauvillier too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard time because they keep... It's been a narrative as of late. They keep getting wingers, and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah, adding Kravtsov now. uh... Kravtsov. I personally hope they're going to do a Podkolzin, Ratu, and Kravtsov line in the near future. I don't know Mm. why. That just sounds sounds interesting to me. Um, Yeah, Dry's having the center on that. I mean, Dry's is pretty useful for us right now. He just hit 100 yeah. NHL games, but um, yeah, not sure if he's a long-term center. I feel like Oman could also center Podkolzin and Kravtsov, potentially. Yeah, with Podkolzin and Ratu, uh, they could be a long-term third line uh, mm-hmm. for the team. But yeah, it is hard to see where Besser kind of fits into that equation. Yeah, um, especially, you know, the whole somebody's get, going to Pittsburgh yesterday or was that two days ago? I don't remember. Time isn't real when it comes to the trade deadline week. <laughs> it's been yeah. snowing here. I have no idea what day it is. But, um, yeah, like, it was Besser, and the people were like, Miller's going to Pittsburgh. It was a whole thing. Yeah. That was an odd time. Um, yeah. I feel it's going to be difficult for Besser to kind of find his spot in the lineup now outside of the Garland and Miller line, I believe, unless mm-hmm. they, like, get rid of Connor Garland, um, in my opinion, uh, which could be on the table as well. Uh, yeah. But he does have, I think, less appeal than Besser, um, in my opinion, uh, just because Brock Besser is Brock Besser and Connor Garland is, like, the... He, he's, he uh, is an odd little guy. He's an odd little guy. He, he you can, can say that. <laughs> he, you can say that. You can, he gets um, in people's faces. He gets in front of the net. But Brock Besser mm-hmm. has more track record of being more of the franchise player, in my yeah, opinion. For sure. No, yeah, right. Um, he still has a name value, uh, no matter how much his place dipped in recent years. And you know, that's a line of three guys. And there's no chance all three are with the team next year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least with what Albion and Rutherford have been saying. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah, um, especially considering we're over the cap for next season already, which is already. wonderful, yeah. wonderful, <laughs> uh, with the Pronek, um trade the other day, which yep. uh, was certainly a trade. Um, yeah, aside from that, uh, there were a few... Pod Colson moments where I liked his game. Uh, Rick Tockett said he sees yeah. him as a power forward one day. I could definitely see him developing into that. I think that Abbotsford definitely helped with his development. Yeah, for sure. Uh, um, we'll see Hoaglander hopefully, maybe, maybe not the end of this year, maybe next year, but because yeah. consider he only has a couple games left before they have to put him on waivers, and they don't want to put him on waivers, but no. I could see him coming back up and being good for the team. But yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting 12 hours or so 
12 yeah, hours? Yeah, it's uh, noon, noon tomorrow, right? Noon tomorrow, yeah, noon PST. Mm. So, um, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm I'm really nervous. I'm I'm not prepared <laughs> for emotions. Like I've only I actually I've only cried over two trades in the last year, and one of them has been a deadline, and it was the Shen one. So. Yeah, no, I, I felt that. It, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. Um, yeah. The other one was Matthew Kachuk, and I don't even know why. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get into a bit of who we just mentioned, mm -hmm. I just want to remind everyone watching, like, subscribe, comment, and chat if you're here. Subscribe down below to SDPN. You can follow me at RealKaime on Twitter. You can follow Brian at BrianHWC. On Twitter? Got that right? Yeah, all, that sounds good. All right, okay. Um, yeah. Now, before we kind of preview this, we're going to talk about Luke Shen, because he has Luke been, Shen. aside from, obviously, Bo Horvat, uh, the former captain, he has been the biggest name the Canucks have traded out of the team this year. Um Unless you want to count, like, Riley Stillman, considering how many times people have complained about him on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Luke Shen has been a uh, sense of leadership. Quinn Hughes recently talked to the media about how it hurts to lose Luke Shen, considering he also has lost Chris Tanev as his, um, parent, as his D partner before. Yep. Now, um, Brian, can you explain to me can you explain to those who may not know a bit about what kind of what the Botchford project is and how you got to talk to Luke Shen? Yeah, um, so the Botchford project is a project that's put together by the Canucks communications team and uh, Thomas Trance and Jason Botchford's wife, Kat Botchford, to give, I guess, young journalists a platform to uh, write their articles that they want to. And I was lucky enough to be selected for this program. Uh, it was a couple months ago. And it's obviously such a, a tremendous honor, right? Uh, Jason Boschford was obviously a huge figure, not just in the media, but uh, in the city of Vancouver as a whole. So to be able to borrow his name for a night and be given the opportunities we were given is pretty special. And I chose to talk or talk to Luke Shen uh, as part of my article. And I wasn't sure what to expect going into it because on the ice, obviously very imposing presence. And, uh, you know, in the past year, what goes on in the Canucks locker room has been very unclear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little worried, but, you know, everyone had nothing but good things to say about Luke Shen, uh, Thomas Trance, David Quadrelli, Jeff Patterson, all just raving about him. And, when I talked to him in the locker room, you know, I could tell it was justified. Uh, he, you know, he kind of greeted everyone with a smile and uh, just made things easy for me as, you know, pretty nervous to be in the locker room as a fan. But yeah, it was a great experience. And my article talked about, I guess, his transition from a top prospect of the Leafs uh, now, or to at that point, a leader with the Canucks. Now, you know, he's moved on to the Leafs now again, but yeah, it was just a really great experience. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, um, just Luke Shen. Luke Shen became the mentor for a new generation. Yeah, that that's, that's uh, the, the the title. 
So mm-hmm. go look it up. It's a very good read. But um, yeah, kind of Luke Shen's leadership ability um, yeah. with especially bringing in his mentorship for kind of a young team is what the Canucks are kind of described as player-wise, um, obviously, but there's also not really the championship history. Like, we've only been to the finals three times compared to, like, yep. a lot of other teams. <laughs> Some teams have not made it to the finals, but they're many years younger than us, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of just... And then Luke Shen obviously comes here for a bit, plays for a bit, um, 2019, then mm-hmm. goes to Tampa after, I believe, Anaheim was in there as well. Um, (laughs) Goes to Tampa, wins two cups, comes back, and now he has that championship. Or he had that championship value, and now he's giving it to the Leafs, so maybe they can win a round. But, (laughs) um, I mean, I hope for his sake they do. But, yeah, yeah, his mentorship role, his leadership role, his journey from Toronto and and back now is certainly a continuing story and will be a continuing story um, as the season goes on, as the playoffs go on, because, of course, Toronto's going to make it no matter how far they go. But, yeah, I need to stop making fun of the Leafs for not winning playoff rounds because yeah, we haven't made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we haven't made the playoffs. Um, yeah, I want to ask a couple questions about just the Luke Shen trade in general. Sure. Do you think, or it's kind of related, do you think Philip Peronek will be his replacement for Quinn Hughes? Uh, it's hard to say. I think they'll obviously give him a shake on the top pair, but I wouldn't be surprised if they split, split them up so they can have two competent pairs rather than one great one and two AHL ones, right? So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But I think they, uh, if they do play together, it'll work pretty well. Um, Quinn obviously has the distributor and Peronek loves to shoot the puck so that that will be a good duo considering Quinn when he's mostly distributing the puck it goes to Patterson and yeah, usually <laughs> goes in the net but mm-hmm. um, yeah it will certainly be on the broadcast I believe they talked about that too about having the separate separate pairings and then you also have other defensemen that could play into that um, for example uh, Ethan Bear in a bit um, once yeah. he's returned from injury. I believe it was actually Philip Peronek who tripped him, but... Yeah, he got a puck in the face, I think, the other game. Oh. Yeah, about 20 seconds in. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um. Oh, that that's why he's injured. But, yeah. you know, for, uh, when Ethan Bear was injured, I thought it was against Detroit, but I may have seen the wrong thing. Right. No, um, yeah, uh... It was chronic that tripped him into the boards. Oh, wow. He came back. It's going to be an interesting locker room uh, continuing for the big... I mean, mean, they they got Stillman like a year or a few months after he fought Burroughs. So it's fine. It's fine. Um, Also, related to Luke Shen, do you think he's a rental for the Leafs? Because... Uh... They, they I mean, I sure hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I really <laughs> wanted to re-sign with the Canucks, but um, I think uh, there were reports the other day that re-signing Luke Shen won't be a priority for the Canucks. So if that doesn't work out, obviously being on a great team in the Leafs would 
I'd love to see him get one or two more rings. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, first priority, I think, is come back to Vancouver, please. <laughs> please, yeah, no. If if you can't come here, come come nearby. Go to, like, Seattle. I don't care. They're kind of good. Yeah. They, they have defensive issues. <laughs> well, they don't have defense. <laughs> they have goaltending goal issues, but... Uh, yeah. Um, they also have hating on Tyler Myers issues. Yeah, I'm on so the do, same. So do we. So do, <laughs> so do we. Yeah, so do both, most Canucks fans. Um, yeah. yeah, personally, I really hope he's a rental. Um, I hope mm-hmm. they bring him back. Unlike they, what they did with, uh, <laughs> what they did with Dan Hamhuse. It was mentioned a few, oh. um, I believe it was last stream when Clay was hosting with Scott Rintoul. I believe that was when it was mentioned. But Dan mm-hmm. Hamhuis, they thought he had an extension. They traded him as a rental, and then he ne- he didn't come back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds morbid. Anyway, yeah, I hope we re-sign Luke Shen. Mm-hmm. He probably won't. Um, he's better than Justin Hall. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people I mean, in that category. Sure, right? yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of players in that category. Um, I mean, hopefully he comes back and, you know, Quinn Hughes can stop being sad about losing D partners. Yeah. And uh, it'll be an upgrade from his D partner tonight, who was Noah Yulthin. So, Noah yeah. Yulthin. What a, what a <laughs> pairing. What a, I love our, yeah. I love our decor currently. Quinn Hughes, Noah Yulson, and then Game Brisois, um, Tyler Myers, Christian Bolandon, yeah. and Kyle Burrows. And Christian yeah. Lannan might be our third best defenseman in there. Maybe That's second. Like one and a half NHL defenseman, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like one and a half. And I think Myers' height goes against that half. I'm not really sure. Uh, he did he have was. a good block tonight. There was a good... Or there was an attempted block. He kind of got shoved down in front of the net. But then he blocked yeah. the shot on the three... On the five on three after the Pedersen. Yeah. Very impressive puck over glass penalty. Um, <laughs> Miller also had a good block tonight. Um, yeah. Which, and he also had a few moments where, you know, he kind of stepped on the gas a little. People were saying at the beginning when Rick Tockett was brought into Vancouver, is he the Miller whisperer? Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to use that term. Because <laughs> when that term was used for Castle, it Rick Tockett was an assistant coach. He is the head coach. He's supposed to kind of control everyone, not just one guy. But I I do understand kind of like, I do see a shift in Miller's play. Yeah, um, he he looked better tonight, but I think at some points he did look like a 37-year-old, which (laughs) (laughs) I don't quite understand. That's the end of his contract. (laughs) Right. Oh, no. He's, oh, yeah, we're, we're stuck with him for a bit. We're stuck with him for a hot minute. It's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride for the next seven years. Oh gosh. Um Are we sure Pittsburgh doesn't want him? Are we sure Pittsburgh can we sell him to Gritty? Like just no. just <laughs> or or just call up Ron Hexall, hey, just keep him in the, like the basement of the PPG paint center. We won't tell anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> I I did think Miller was pretty good tonight. Um, there was yeah. a bit of back and forth between him and Besser. And uh, last but not least, as you know, as we get into thirteen and a half hours, I think before the trade deadline, if my math is correct. Yeah. Um, not good at math, but 
I think I'm right, because 12 would be 10 a.m. And then 14. Yeah, no, that checks out. Okay, that checks out? (laughs) Awesome! Awesome! Okay, cool. Um, Like the video, comment, chat. Um, Yes, I saw Luke got the man of the match belt. I miss us doing the belt. He got the passion. He got the passion! I love that Leafs meme. That's one of my favorite memes. (laughs) I mean, yeah... It's it's a great he's meme. Great tonight, Luke Shen. Luke Shen, he's always great. What do you mean? He's never he's right. never bad. He's Luke Shen is everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's especially great tonight. He's especially great tonight. I feel like yeah. I I have pro Luke Shen fan in my Twitter bio, and I don't feel like taking it out. So it's I think good. I do too. Yeah, yeah. You have you have something similar. I know. I was just like, hey, we're, we're, we're like, like twinsies. Luke with Shen's that. number one fan or something. Yep. Yeah, that sounds that sounds familiar. But yeah. Uh, pro Luke Shen fan. That's just me not having to label what teams I support. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. that statement. So I don't want to write all yeah. them out. Um, <laughs> yeah. As we get into the last little bit, trade le- trade trade deadline predictions. Um, tomorrow there will be a game over trade deadline. Um, just kind of recapping the stream, recapping as a little a little spawn for SGPN. Um, there will be a game over trade deadline after the fact with a lot of with a lot of your favorite hosts including yours truly talking about uh the deadline for our certain teams anyway brian what do you what did you think of this year's trade deadline the chaos surrounding it and what's gonna happen tomorrow i mean so far i've never seen anything like it (laughs) at least in the what 10 years i've been watching the sport consistently but it was crazy right um patrick kane uh tarasenko and Chikrin yesterday as well. Oh yeah, it is just too much to keep up with, it's, really. Yeah, it's a lot of big <laughs> names, um, a lot of big yeah. names, a lot of big contracts, a lot of big history. Jonathan Quick, like what the hell was that? Jonathan I, Quick. That yeah. was that was huge. On midnight. On like I was I was so shocked when that happened. I did I just genuinely did not believe what was happening at that moment. And that he still had to yeah. travel back to LA with the team. Which I feel terrible. It must have been an awkward flight. It must have been an awkward flight. Yeah. And then he gets trade. He gets traded to Columbus, and then now he's a Vegas Golden Knight. Mm-hmm. I honestly hope that Vegas and LA play each other at some point. That probably means yeah. it's. I believe that means that Seattle would have to be out. But at the same time, like, for the iconicness of it, mm-hmm. it would be awkward, but it would be funny. Um, one of the all-time great stories, right? Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's gonna be weird seeing him in a Knights jersey after so many years. Kings for two cups in 2012, 2014. Mm-hmm. Insane, obviously. Patrick Kane to the Rangers. Uh, personally, not a fan of the deal, but um, <laughs> that's besides the point. A lot of big names were moved. A lot of captains were moved. On Bo Horvat, Ryan O'Reilly to the Leafs. Um, yeah. Jacob Chikrin, like you said, he was finally moved. That finally. felt like it took forever. Tebow Meyer yeah. is a devil now. Eric Carlson mm-hmm. is still on the Sharks, which is weird. Um, Los Angeles mm-hmm. has a positive goal differential. Maybe that's why they needed to get rid of Quick. Ugh. Yeah, right now um, in the standings, Los Angeles would be playing Seattle. Or Edmonton moves up to take Seattle's spot. But I... Good luck to LA. Good luck to <laughs> LA. <I'll say. laughs> that oh gosh. Right now Vegas 
would be playing Edmonton. So if uh, so if LA moves down two spots, I mean, hey, that would be that would be a great first year, first uh, round, just for the drama be, yeah. of it all. Um, mm-hmm. More trades today. Max Domi actually went to Dallas. Like I didn't know that happened until like two hours ago, or <laughs> not a few. It was a few hours ago. I was at school and I was just scrolling through Twitter on my phone, and I'm like. Wait, Domi actually went to Dallas? That wasn't a joke? Because <laughs> there's yeah. all these all these rumors and stuff, you know, M- Miller to Pittsburgh, but nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Do you think uh, the Canucks have one last big deal in for tomorrow? I, or? I hope not. I mean, <laughs> after what happened yesterday, I really hope not. Uh but I am saying my goodbyes to Niels Hoaglander in my head. Really? I, you know, just got a bad feeling. And there's been a lot of talk about Hoaglander and other teams maybe targeting him as a buy low target. And uh, Alvin hasn't shown himself to be very patient. Is <laughs> one way I could put it. Uh, that is certainly that is certainly a way to describe Patrick Alvin. Um, yeah. yeah, I. I that would hurt that would hurt me, but like I could see it happening. <laughs> yep. Um, I could see it happening definitely. Uh, especially as you know we have way too many wingers. What's mm-hmm. what's Niels Hoaglander? I mean, the guy who's been playing for you for a few years. Just just get rid of him. Why not? Um, I could lose yeah, parts. <laughs> like that that would that would happen. Um, the it's a it's a weird. There's been some weird moves. With the Canucks, because you obviously you thought that they were going in a rebuilding way, and now they're you know getting Philip Peronek, and now it looks like it's a retool, considering they traded the Islanders first, yeah. and a second for a fourth and Philip Peronek, which it's I'm not as mad about it, but it's it just doesn't mm-hmm. sit right it's in iffy. my brain. It's iffy, yeah. Until we actually get to see him play and how he fits into the lineup, I feel like it's going to be iffy for a while. Yeah. I think the value is... Everyone agrees the value is whatever, right? It's just the timing of the trade. And it's easy to say, you know, what are they cooking? But I think it's really obvious what their plan is. And it's just hard to agree with is all, right? Yeah. I mean, they they know that it's... a it's obviously a retool movement, but mm-hmm. it's it's hard to agree with the retool when that's all we've heard for uh, many Eight years. Many years. Yeah. Oh, other Bertuzzi goes to the Bruins. That was yeah. a new one. That was a nephew new one. Nephew Bertuzzi. That nephew, yes, nephew of Todd Bertuzzi. That was a choice. Um, yeah. Orlov. Orlov on Hathaway recently as mm-hmm. well from Capitals. Uh, I'm trying to find the return for Patrick Kane. There's like a second and a fourth, I think. Which is weird, because technically, because how did Patrick Kane cost less than Bo Horvat? Well, he sucks now. Or, okay. yeah, he doesn't suck, he, but... He's... <laughs> But he has that precedent of being the greatest American. I personally have to. Yeah. There's differing opinions on the uh, greatest American player of all time. 
Um, mm-hmm. but he is a consensus of like that was the Jack Hughes comparable for a while. Yeah. Um and you know now he has this apparent hip injury, but a second and a fourth for Patrick Kane. If you told somebody that in 2015, they'd scream in your face like that's not happening. But yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it's just uh, the Blackhawks wanting to do right by him because he had a no movement clause, right? So oh, they yeah. wanted to go to New York, and they didn't want to just keep him around. So value wise, it's disappointing, but I don't think any. Blackhawks fans really surprised uh, that you know the value wasn't really stellar. Yeah. Also, the fact that Kane went and complained in the media after they got Tarasenko. He's like, "Oh, I guess yeah. well, they don't need me now." And I was like, "No, they just wanted Sammy Blaze gone. Like, what's your problem?" Um, <laughs> yeah. It. Um, you do see. It's kind of he knows it's like the end of his career era. Yeah. How old is he now? 33? Oh. oh, that's, uh, he's, he's in his thirties. He's in sure. the later part of his career. I don't remember what year he was drafted. Yeah. Patrick Kane, age. 34. 30, he, just, wow. he turned 34 yeah, in November. So, yeah, he didn't give Chicago a choice. I understand that. But also, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's yeah, he's 34. Wow. He knows that he's nearing the end of his career, kind of, probably due to injury as well. So mm-hmm. he's like, might as well go to his team, I guess. Um, yeah, with he's, Panarin. He's, he's, he's yeah. born in Buffalo, but um, <laughs> yeah, with Panarin. Um, it's certainly interesting seeing those two uh, get kind of rejoined together mm-hmm. after all these years apart. Um but yeah, it'll be an interesting few uh, 13 and a half hours, or 13 hours and 28 minutes. So we'll see yeah. who Patrick Alvine decides to trade at um, 11.59 tonight. Um, nerve-wracking. Or, nerve-wracking, or who who he puts on waivers. or We're going to wake up and it's just going to be like, oh, JT Miller's on waivers now. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it feels like. Uh, anyway... Thank you for joining me tonight, Brian. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a great show. Great chat about, you know, the mentor that we will miss dearly and hope to have back, but might also not have back in the future. All right. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening, depending on what you're doing. Remember to subscribe to SDPN down below. You can find me on Twitter at RealKayaMe. You can find Brian at BrianHWC. Uh, like, comment, rate, review if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, and have a great night, everybody. See ya. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.